0: Alright, what's up, my friends? Mm, Welcome back to Babylon Talmud, of course. Today we're learning uh, Daf Ches of Masech Debrachos. We are going to start um, the shear at... Where are we going to start from? Three lines from the bottom of Daf Zion Ahmed Bez. That is our starting point for today. Today is a pretty awesome Daf. It's another big one. Not quite as large as yesterday's, but large nonetheless. but some great stuff, some really really nice stuff, some cool stuff to think about maybe maybe you know a little bit thought-provoking so cool stuff over here. So without further ado let's get the show on the road okay so Bez, three lines from the bottom So it says Reb Yitzchak to Reb Nachman. Now there is a rev Nachman bar Yitzchak so I, I, I don't know if like this was Reb Yitzchak talking to his son Nachman, like I'm not exactly sure, but it feels like it could be a father sort of talking to a son. Because listen to the dialogue: My time lo mar litzaluye. Why didn't you go to shul today? Classic. Okay. Amle Said I couldn't. Okay. Amle Well then, well then at least you know gather ten people so that you could them with a minion. Oh gosh. Cla I could just hear this conversation. You know. Amle Milsa. So he said, ah, "It's too hard for me to get ten people." <laughs> Such a funny dialogue, right? If if it's in fact a father and son, it's a very funny dialogue, right? Well, then why don't you just ask, like the at shul, that sibora, that whenever the whenever they're gonna daven. Just lazy below Day Lamar. Just you know, ask him if he could just let you know whenever they're going to Davin so that you know you don't you can just kinda of show up and it'll be really easy for you, right? You don't need to wait for them to get a minion yelling at center, you know? Asiri, Asiri. Shout out to Jeff Handel, Bobo, Asiri. Anyways. Amalai, Michael. And Rav and just like, what's the big deal? Just like leave me alone so I didn't go to shul. Who cares? So um because Rabbi Yochanan Because said in the name of Abshin Bin Yochai. My what does the Pasak mean? That um my Tvilah should be before you a an eswatzon a time of uh, appeasement, a favorable time. So ama so so as Rashi points out, right? So we see that there is a specific time that is more um um uh, I guess, appeasing to God, right? So, When is this um, time of appeasement? So we say that that's when the a, a congregation is praying as opposed to a individual person. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, how do we know this? Like, it's not basing on a Pasuk, right? you just saying, I don't know, why, why don't we just make, make up anything? When's an Esratzon? I don't know, Sunday mornings. Like, what is, I don't see the connection to a um, um uh tzibor so then so then rabbi yosef offers from here so said um god at a time of um ratzon of desire i uh, will answer you okay and i think um the David defined based means at the times that you're doing the ratzon of Hashem. Okay? But still, I, I don't see anything there about a tzibor, per se. Rabbi Achab Rabchanina says, it comes from this passage, "Hain kel kabir v'lo as." And as Rashi says, Tfilah sarabim v'lo as." He won't, you know, disgrace the prayer of uh, of many. But again, I don't see how kabir means a tzibor. So I don't really get it. will it also says, <speaking in Hebrew> Oh. So maybe that one I could talk really, I could talk a, um, get. Right? That David el-Melech says, nafshi," that he 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 redeemed my soul in peace, Mikarav from all the people that were fighting with me, Oh, because many people uh, so so the Mesudas David defines that passage as that I was always outnumbered, right? There was always many people up against me. Um, but, oh, so the Gemara is making a madi right, that um, God always saved me because I always daven so, b'tzivar. So I get that. I get that. I get that. Okay. It's just funny. There's a bunch of, you know, up until now, really, all the, all the, all the you know, that the Gemara was saying and all the things that the Gemara was saying and was basing it on psukim, um, it was, I think that the connection was really much clearer in the psukim, whereas over here, uh, I think it was more difficult to, to find. Uh, Tanya, Rabbi Hachchi. We also learn in a brayse like this. Rabbi Nasan, Omer Zok to Nasan. Menayt Shenei Kadosh Baruch Mois, but Tfilason Shal Rabim. How do we know that God doesn't disgust of the prayers of many? Shene Amar Hain Kel Kabir V'lo Yim As. And he, he he brings that pasuk from Iyov uh, of Hain Kabir Lo Yim As. Okay. Usev Padev Shalom Nafshi Mikaravli VeGomer. Right. And then there is that uh, that God saved me because of the um prayer of many. Now. The Agav Sabaach adds a few very helpful words. He says, "My pod of What does it mean that God, um, you know, saved me in peace, saved my soul in peace? Amar Kadosh Baruch says, "Hashem kol chasadim Anybody who uh, busies himself in Torah and in kindness and he prays with a minion, Oh, ani olav li so I, I treat it as if He has saved me and my children from among the nations of the world, which is also, um, and which is also interesting because this is a pasuk from David HaMelech. So why is it Hashem saying that it's as if He saves me, which is also interesting? And, and Rashi explains that the reason why Shalom is a reference to um, Torah uh, um, and Milz is because it says Shalom, all of the paths of Torah are, are peace, are Shalom, also G'milas Chassalam Rashi has this fun little, nice little thing, if you have the Rashi over there on the side of the page, so the first in line of Rashi, Shalom, that uh, G'milas Chassalam is Shalom, Shemitoch um, sh- Shigomel Chesed Begufo Lechavei humakir Hu O'Avo, Achva V'Shalom, oh, because since you do kindness to your friend, your friend's like, oh wow, this guy is a great guy and it creates uh, a community of love and peace and it's really, really nice. Now here comes by Shlakish. Check this out. Okay. Anybody who's got a synagogue in his city, but he doesn't go there to pray, so he's called a bad neighbor. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, in Yirmiah, Ko Amar Hashem, Ko Shochnei HaRaim, right, so, 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 the, the Tudas David defines this Pasuk as, Ko Amar Hashem, so says Hashem, Ako Shochnei HaRaim, Hanogim Benachla, Asher Enchalti As Ami. As Israel, right? That, you know, all of the bad neighbors, the bad neighbors of Israel, and, you know, it's even to this present day, we have a um, difficult um, relationship with our uh, neighbors. Uh, anyway, so he says, any of these bad neighbors who touch the inheritance that I've uh, bequeathed to my nation, um, is So, so it says that he's going to, uh, these people are going to find themselves um, kicked out of their land. Anyway, so for some reason, um, from this pasuk, he learns out that you're a bad neighbor if you don't go to Shul. Uh, maybe somebody could help me understand this. Again, I don't you know. We're bringing a lot of these sokim to kind of prove that you got to daven, you got to go to Shul, you got to daven with like a tibor and stuff. But the the, the connection there is a little bit less um, strong as maybe some others. And it's interesting that we're going to see some, you know, what a bias says later on, which I think is interesting. So I think that there's going to be some interesting stuff to think about here about Tefillah B'Tsibor and what it means. And you guys could choose. Um, what do you guys think? If you guys heard in the background, that was a very inconsiderate person on a very loud motorbike. All right. Very nice. So, Velo Od, not only that, by not going to Shul, Elashagorim Golos Lo Levanev, he causes exile to him and his children. I'm going to kick them out of their land. That's Beis Yudah, Eto and I will uh, get rid of Beis Yudah from there. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yochanan. said to Yochanan, This is interesting. They said to Rabbi Yochanan, "Hey, Rabbi Yochanan." Now, Rabbi Yochanan, of course, lived in Israel, right? And they said to him, "There are old people in Bavel," and this was very shocking to me. He, he just he didn't get it. Tama ve'amar, he was uh, he wondered and he said, "Leman adam It says that you will have long lives and your children will have long lives on the land. That, of course, referring to Eretz Yisrael. So he didn't really get. But in Chutz you won't have long life. So, came the Amalei, Levei, But once they told him, uh, "Yeah, but there's that's not the whole story. Uh, there's more to it, which is that uh, they get to shul early and they leave late." So, Amar he said, de I see. Yeah, that is why they merited long life. Levi as Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said to his children, "Kadimu um, go early and leave late from shul. Kihechi the Torah that you'll get a long life. Although again, the Gemara doesn't really ah. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. So Rebbechah Reb says what? Where do we have a pasuk to uh, show this? Ashu adam shomeily lishkor al dal Sosay, yom yom lishmor mezuzos Pischi psachai. What is that? Al mezuzos psachai. Okay. So the pasuk says in uh, Mishlei. Huh, that's interesting. Okay, so the Pasuk says in um, Mishle that um, happy is a person who listens to me to rush to um, my doors every single day, to guard the doorposts of my doors. So, right, so, somebody who comes to the Beit Knesset, it says afterwards, And somebody who finds me, i.e., somebody from the previous Pasuk, somebody who comes early to shul, he has found life. Okay. Very cool, and the, um, we're going to see some more things that Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi told his children a little bit uh, later today. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Y'all enjoying? Sweet. Oh, so a person should always walk inside of um, two doors in order to get to a shul, um, which is interesting. So you see, it's a, so in Yerushalayim, a lot of the um, shuls you just go right in and you're in the shul. Uh, although the shul behind my house, which is an old Yerushalmi Ashkenaz shul, they have two doors and they don't really fit. Um, I wonder, I suspect that they specifically added two doors in order to um, satisfy this gemara. What do you mean? You need to have two doors asked the gemara? No, rather you should enter in and move in a little bit. You know, the, you know don't just stand right by the door that makes it seem like, you know, you, you know, it's a burden for you to be in shul. You just want to get out as soon as you can. But no, go in, find a seat a little bit closer to the front. Make yourself comfortable. Okay. Oh, very good. So the Pasuk in Tilim Perek base says, On this, every Chassid will pray to you the Ace Um So the Mesut David defines that at, you know, at the time that he finds himself doing tshuva. But um, Amr Habchanina, the Ace Mitzvah zoisha Isha. Oh, so Habchanina says that this is a woman. I guess... I don't know. Maybe maybe if you don't have a woman, you should pray for a woman. Maybe if you have a woman, you should pray that things should be peaceful with her. I don't know. But matza tov means a woman. Okay. Shinemar, matza isha matza tov. That we see the lashon of matza in the context of a woman, as the pasuk says in Mishlei, matza um, isha matza tov. If you found a woman, you have found good. B'maravah kinosiv in amri amr hachi, matza motze, Right. So 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 I don't know how exactly done. This is like some kind of I don't know if there's like a joke. I feel like, you know, this is like something that like old Jews kind of say as like a joke. Matzah o ha ha ha. Like, Matsa isha tovo, motse ani mami mabes isha But I think it could also be, maybe a word of advice that some of the more experienced fellows were telling this inexperienced um, groom who, um, you know, is all starry eyed, and they tell him, you know, hey, dude, step out of it for a second. Be careful. Matsa o motse. Right, you know, be, you know, you, you, your are wife, you know, your wife could be the best thing that ever happened to you, but she could also be the worst thing that ever happened to you. So just make sure that you stay on the on the uh, right side of, of 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 that line. Okay. So matzah uh, d'chsev matzah isha matzato ba'yafek ratzon me'hashem, and he invokes ratzon um, uh, um, from God. Matzah d'chsev umatzah ani mar Mavis isha yishah That's a positive from Koheles. So both Psukim are by by Shlomo um, Amalek. Um, um, one was when he was a little bit younger in Mishlei. The other one was the other one was in Koheles when he was a bit older. And he says, "I find um, this woman to be um, very, very bitter, more bitter than death." Okay. Reb Noson, Reb Noson, the Eitz Mitzvah, Zoh Torah. Okay, the okay. Eitz is a reference to Torah. Tichsev ani, No, I just went back a line. Tichsev shenem ayres. The pasuk says ki motzei matza chayim. Ki motzei matza chayim okay? Because he who finds me uh, has found life. So I don't see why that is necessarily a reference that Motsi'i means Torah because actually the, you know, we had this post a few lines ago that that was talking about somebody who gets gets to shul early. So why does that have to do with learning Torah? That has to do with praying. But maybe it's like we saw the other day that like, you know, we kind of equate, you know, praying and right, right when we saw with Dominion, right? That whenever you have 10 people, God is with them. And then, we said that even when ten people are, 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 are learning, God is with them. And but how do we learn learning from prayer? It could be that you know because in prayer you kind of evoke psukim and stuff. It's like they're kind of, they're kind of very um, similar and even equated. I guess if somebody else has an idea, please uh, let us know. Um fine, Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak misa. Rav bar Yitzchak said mitzo. Um, I guess you should always pray about death. I guess I don't know. Maybe that it shouldn't come or. I don't know that you should pray as if you're going to die that day, as if it's your last. I don't know. Shneamar os. Okay, very good. Okay, um, that this is a positive tell him where it's uh, David Melach is saying how God saves him, and he always, you know, even though he has all sorts of ways to kill a person and to remove his soul from him, uh, nonetheless God saves you. But he says zel totsa os. So we we use the lashon of limzoh to find by death. So therefore. Uh, Le'eis is a reference to death. Ta'nin Hachi. we also learn in a verse like this. vish ba'olam. There are 900 and ways, 903 ways that you can die, okay? Shneamar as the Pasuk says, That it says, Lamaves and if you add up the gematra, the numerical value of the letters of the word Totsaot, you will find that it's 903. Kosheshebukulan Askra. what is the most painful type of death um, it is what's called ascara, which is some kind of uh, disease that begins in your stomach and then spreads to your throat and you can't breathe and you strangle to death. sounds kind of not pleasant. And the most pleasant of them is the death by kiss, which is what Aharon and uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, maybe Miriam as well, experienced. No, I think Miriam Dapha didn't experience it because it, it was um, not, Tzinias forgot to kiss Miriam, I think. Anyways, and then there's all sorts of I guess nine hundred and one other deaths that run the gamut from Nishika to Askara. So Askra Bigvava De Imra Dilahore So um Asgara is similar to like if you take a thorn branch, stick it into like wool on a sheep, and then yank backwards, and you're basically gonna yank out some wool with it. So that's what it's like. Is when you yank out the guy's soul when he dies. You're, like, pulling out all sorts of painful things during oscara Okay, so that's what it's similar like. It's as if you, like, take ropes and stick it into, like, an esophagus. It'll be, like, super tight, and then, like, you pull it out, and it's going to be super uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, like, what Asgara is like. All right. It's as simple and as sort of, um, what's the word? Not peaceful, but... Um, um, um Oh God, what's that word? Um, when something is like just like very pleasant and you like soothing maybe, I don't know, but that's not the word I'm looking for. but as taking um, a hair and removing it from uh, milk, okay, Very good. Fine. I can't remember the word. Okay, now of course it's going to drive me nuts. I feel like this happens every day right now. Okay. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Lees Metzau Zokvur. Rabbi says that Lees Metzau is the reference to um, burial, a person's burial. Amar Khanina says, where do we have a pasuk for this? Um, okay, fine. Um, where do we have a pasuk for this? Oh man, I just lost it. Okay, Hasmechem Ele Elegil Kimtu Cover. This is. Um, of being a little bit cynical after all of his experience, and he says, the people who really know how to rejoice, they rejoice about their death. That's the only thing there is to rejoice about in this terrible, awful life. Okay? And this is, so it Shila that this is what people say, that a person should always be praying, right? A person should be praying even towards their kever, even, even until the last dirt that they put on a person's grave has completed being put upon the grave. Mazutra says that what's this is a bathroom. Um, because no, I, I, he doesn't really prove it from a Pussock or anything like that. He just says, like, it's good to pray that you should have a good bathroom. And, and, and that was because in Buffalo, apparently, um, you know, it's certainly not indoor plumbing, but, um, you know, just even basic kind of, um, um, you know, sewage was um, difficult. And they had to go out to the fields in order to use the bathroom, which was like, you know, especially if you have to go several times a day, it's very unpleasant. So, you know, pray that you should have a good uh, bathroom situation. I'm my rava. And then in Eretz Yisrael, which is interesting, because Rashi says that this was something specific to Bavel, but in Israel, they said that that with, uh, marzutra, meaning the bathroom thing, was actually uh, probably the, the, the best explanation for what it means. So I don't know what was the deal in um, Eretz Yisrael. Why, what was the san- what was the sewage situation in Eretz Yisrael? I don't know. So uh, Rava said to Rav and Bar Papa, malon mar Rav Oh, so Rav Papa, maybe they were chilling at like Shalashutis uh, or something, you know, a Bringen. And Rava said to Rav and Bar Papa, "He said, said, 'New, tell us something from those awesome things that uh, you once said in the name of Rav Bimile B'milei dvei regarding shul." Okay, So Rav and Bar Papa said, "Sure." Hachi amar This is what Rav Christa said. My what does the Pasuk mean? This is a Pasuk in um, Tehillim. It says, That God loves the gates of Zion, which you know uh, typically means Zion, Jerusalem, um, more so than all of the um, dwellings of Jacob. So he says, what does it mean? That God loves the gates that are uh, that people gather there in order to study halacha, more so than um, the synagogues. And even from the Bateh Midrashos, which is interesting because isn't Bhatti Midrashos basically the same thing as Shahrim Amatsuyan and Baalacha, right? People, place where people go to learn. learn. But may, maybe there's a meaning, Maybe like a Shahrim Amatsuyan and Baalacha is people place where people are actually learning, whereas you can theoretically have an empty Beit, Beit Midrash, right? So meaning what, what, what God is saying is He loves Ehrlich and He loves, you know, honest. Um, 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 yeah, he loves sort of what's that word? Um, ah, I can't remember. So he loves kind of just like um, honest, straightforward um, serious people who are like actually learning even more than like um, shuls and, and batamidrashos and stuff like that, I guess. Okay. Uh, from the day that the Baisa was destroyed the Baisa of course being God's uh, uh, um, um, dwelling place. So, once his dwelling place was destroyed, he didn't have a dwelling place, but Olam Hazeh. So, El Amos Bavad which is pretty awesome, right? So, from the time that the Beis was destroyed, so, God doesn't have a home anymore. So, where is his home? His home is every little place where like a Yidla is, is, is learning Torah, even in Indonesia or wherever anybody might be, you know, and, he, and he's there, and he makes a little Dalar Amos around him of Alakha. So, so that is God's house. He has lots of little houses. He doesn't have one big house. And check this out. So here's this interesting thing about Abaye. Initially, I would learn at home and I would daven in shul. Came But once I heard the statement of Abchiah Barami in the name of Ula, that from the time that the Beis was destroyed, God only has his four Amas of Allah, where people are studying Torah, i.e., I guess that's where God's place is. I would only daven where I learn. So I don't know if that means that he started learning in the shul, or I don't know. I initially understood it to mean that he started daven in his house. No, so maybe talking means that he davened at shul, and that way he would uh, make sure to always be there. But I don't know. What, what if you daven at home? Maybe then you should be having at home. And it almost kind of sounds like that, you know, because this Dalit Amasha sounds like a very individualized kind of thing. But right? it says, even more than the Beit Knesset and the Beit Majrash, he likes this Dalit Amasha Although Rashi explains that as Tsiun Vasifas a place where people gather. But either way, you know, the, you know, it's, I don't know, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? I don't know, I kind of took it to mean like, yeah, initially I thought it meant to say that Kielu. He would, da- he would daven at home because that's where he's learning. It doesn't say that he changed where he learned. It sounds more like he changed where he prayed. What do you guys think? Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, that Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, even though there were 13 synagogues in Tveria where they lived, they only davened where they learned. Very, very cool stuff another statement of Bar'Ami in the name of Ula. What does the Gavos say? The says This is a very cool pasuk, right, right, the, right. The, the pasuk says. Um, Let's actually read a little bit further, right? So I'm going to back up a few words. Better is somebody who um, benefits from his own hard work more so than somebody who fears God. Right? By Yirei Shemaim, it says, happy is a person who fears God. But in the, uh, in the context of somebody who gets uh, benefit, who gets pleasure from his own hard work, save it says, it says, right that you will work hard and um and 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 eat ashra khab um it is happy and good for you ashra khab olam azet tawlah the olama ba it is it is happy for you in olam azeh and tawlah is also in the world to come like abir shaim tawlah luksebet doesn't say tawlah it just says um it just says ashray ish yes It doesn't say ashra khab so it's maybe ba olama azet na olama ba and the Metsudah's David explains um, in a very cool way that, you know, better to put in the time and the effort to do something yourself um, you know, and do it right and yourself, and then you'll be able to reap all the reward. He says that in the context of Torah, right? Work hard in Torah so that all the reward goes to you, whereas if you have to depend on other people, so then you have to divide it with them as well. But I'd imagine that you can extend this to other things as, as well. You know to just do hard work and you know if you put in more hard work and you can be able to take on more responsibility yourself so then more of the re- you'll be able to take a lar- a larger part of the reward okay let's go viter Again, another statement of we're on a roll because these statements have been pretty cool the all the other other Bimukom Rabo, a person should always live in the place of his teacher. She calls Shimi Ben Lonos Shlomo Basparo. Because as long as Shimi Ben Gera was around, who I guess was his teacher. I don't know. i mean from the context that we assume it's his teacher, but I don't know that. Um, and, and so Shlomo didn't marry Basparo. And there's actually Gemara in Nida and Daf Ayan Ahmed that we learned a few weeks ago, before Babel and Talmud officially existed. Um, Basically, there was a story with Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania and like these elders in Alexandria and they asked him a question, right? It says and the one and it says the positive says right Right that Hashem desired Zion. it says another positive that Zion just infuriates God and He only wants to destroy it. What's shot? And they said what one was before right before Shlomo Melech married Basparo He loved Zion, but afterwards he only wanted to destroy it. So uh, Shlomo Melech marrying Basparo seems to be a pretty uh, naughty thing Okay, fine. But one second. But 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 a bride, we also have a bride that says that a person should not live in the place where his teacher lives. Lokasha the Depends if he's going to listen to him or not. If he's going to listen to him, so yeah, of course, you know, by all means, it would be, it would be great if you lived in the place where your teacher lives. But if you're not going to listen to your teacher, well, then as Rashi says, right? Um, um, better he should be. Um, better he should. Um, um, you know, do Avera's out of a mistake rather than to do it on purpose, having heard them from his Rebbe, so better for him to stay far away. All right, let's go weiter. What does it mean that those who leave God will be destroyed? So the Agos Abach adds, This is somebody who leaves a sefer Torah when it is opened and he leaves. So, like you know, if in the middle of an Aliyah you should really try to um, avoid leaving because the, the the gemara says that then we'll invoke the pasuk of those who leave, God will be destroyed. Oi, hey, vei. Hopefully it'll be all right. Rabbi Abba nafuk ben the So Rabbi Abba, if he had to leave, he would leave in between Aliyahs because you know you always, of course, anybody who's been on the bima. So of course they, you know, either close the sefer Torah or take like the um, you know the covering and cover the sefer Torah so that it should be covered and shouldn't be open. So Rav Papa asks, "What about between pasuk and pasuk?" So I don't know if you understand that it means as long as it's open. So as long as it, should, it should, you know, as long as it's open, you probably shouldn't be leaving, right? So now, uh, I guess this is the first time that we're seeing in the Gemara over here. teku What does teku mean? So I think traditionally uh, they say that it means um, Tishbi Yeshev or yitar, yitaritz, uh, Kushos I think like Eliyahu Navi will answer um, like uh, 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 Kusios V'Ibayos questions and stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's just like, um, you know, uh, you know, Bubba or uh, if that's really what it stands for. Uh, it was once a question on, uh, a test of mine in seventh grade. I'm pretty sure I got it wrong. I think I got like in the seventies on that test. Um, but I've since gotten better at Gemara. In any event, um, the Gemara says take you when it basically puts up its own, uh, its arm and says, I don't know. Usually it's like when you ask like a Klutz you know where it's like a little bit too detailed you know we already said don't leave um, when the Sefer Torah is open so just like don't leave when the Sefer Torah is open if you want to leave in between but the but aliyah is fine in between Pesukim, I don't know just can you just wait till the end of the aliyah I don't know anyways it could also be that back then you know they would do like the the Targum in between um, each pasuk they would read a pasuk and then they would like you know read it in Aramaic which is actually a great segue into our um, to the next line of Mar, which we'll get to obviously uh, in a minute uh, Rav mother, Ape Vigaris, Rav would turn away his head, and he uh, would actually learn. I'm doing my thing, he's doing, they're doing their thing, which is super interesting. So, like the Sefer Torah would be open, everyone they would be reading from the Torah, and he would just kind of turn away his hand, his head, and I guess that that would be acceptable, and he would learn. And uh, Rav Shalom Karmi in YU, another class that I think I got in the '70s on, um, I think that may have been my lowest grade in YU. Baruch Hashem. Anyways. Um, I think he once said about about uh, Rabbi Yishaiau Leibovitz, that I think he believed that like praying doesn't actually do anything, but you still have to do it because it's a mitzvah to pray three times a day. So like somebody was once curious like what book he was reading while he like what was he reading from a sitter and like actually having kavana because after all he says prayer is pointless. And apparently he was uh, learning from a chumash while saying the words. I, I believe that that was the story, which is kind of interesting. So so also who is an interesting fellow. He um, would i guess turn away and uh, just learn during um Cresator Amrapuna Amra Bar Yehuda, and then uh, there's this like little note that adds Amrap uh, Menachem which makes sense because the previous statement was from Ravuna Bar Yuda Amrap Menachem This is very cool this next statement Right, boom Right. If anybody's ever heard of this thing called Schneid Mikvah which means that every single week we read the Torah portion on our own, we read through the text twice, and then we um, read it with some kind of a translation, whether that's unkulus, which is Aramaic, or you know Rashi, or um, I don't know, maybe you could read it. Some people say you could read it in English, whatever it is. Um, fine. So every single week, so 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 you should complete um, your parshiot with the um, community um, twice. Reading through it and once with a commentary. I don't know. I wonder why you should have to do it twice. Why, why isn't it enough to just do it once, read through it, and once a commentary? I don't know. But Bafilo Atar's Vedivon, right? And even Ataros Vedivon. Atar's Vedivon uh, 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 is basically um, when the Yidden were going to Eretz is Israel and the tribes of Ruven and Shimon, uh, was it Ruven, Ruven, Dan, Ruven, Gud, and Chatzishev and Menashe, right? The, the, the tribes of Gud and half of Shevet Menashe, they uh, opted to stay outside of Israel, on the other side of the Yardin, and um, so they were saying, look, these places, Ataros, Vedivon, and, and a whole bunch of other places, they um, they are very good grazing land, and we have a lot of um, livestock, so we would prefer to stay on the other on, on that part. And Rashi says that um, these psukim don't actually have any targum, so their own translation is, is just that, Ataros, Vedivon, there's actually no translation, but if you look in Unculus in the Torah, there actually is a translation, so there must be a different Targum that doesn't translate it. But in any event, it says, even those psukim. I guess you just read them in Hebrew, which is why I've also heard that, um, you know, let's say you're doing Rashi, so Rashi isn't necessarily in every single Pasuk, so then what you should do is um, for psukim that don't have Rashi, you should just read the Pasuk another time, a third time. But I've also heard that you don't have to do that, and I do it like those people. So, and anyways. Because anybody who completes his with the uh, congregation, we extend his um, life and his years. And there's actually a um, note here um, that changes it from Ma'arichin um, to Mashlimin, right? Because then it then it makes it the same um, like word, right? You call Mashlim Matzibor. So Mashlimin Lo Yamavushnosah. We fill out his years and his um, days, which also I think makes more sense because it doesn't really bring, bring proof for any reason why doing Shnayimikov Echad Targum should. Extend your life, but mashlimin that I can already get. It's a play on words, right? you mashlim, you're partial with the T so we're also mashlim, we complete your um, life. So bar abaye, he had a good trick. He thought he would just, you know, uh, on, on Erev Yom Kippur, he would just do a marathon from, um, you know, beginning of Breshas through the end of the Torah. He would just all do it on um, Erev eh, Yom now there is a different girsa, a different text, which says that no, not not all the parshas of kule shata, but all the parshas of chala. That remember going back to this chala thing that's come up a few times in the past few days. Um, this um, shear that they would have on Shabbos right before the shalosh regalim. So I guess he was very busy. He was a rabbi of the community, I guess. He was very busy preparing for the shiurim, even a month in advance, I guess. And he would miss um, a few of the parshas doing Shnai Mikr. So on Erev Yom Kippur, he would make up those parshas. But either uh, way, he would basically just, which is also very interesting, because it just means that you can be doing it out of order, right? Meaning, meaning in, in, before Yom Kippur, he's like making up the uh, parshas from like Nisan, you know? Sounded like everything else he did at, he did at the proper time. Um, okay, very good. Okay, so that implies you don't, you don't necessarily, you know, even though we say, which sounds like, ideally, you should really do it every single week. It sounds like you can even maybe go out of order and make up stuff later, whatever it is. Now, once we mention Yom Kippur, so we seem to mention this parenthetical thing over here, which is, So, taught, Oh, this is interesting. I wonder if Chiyabarav Difti is actually saying to have bevei Barabaye. But let's take a look at what this says, and then we can talk about it, right? Right, so the Pasuk says that you should, um, you know, um, you should in, uh, afflict your soul on the ninth day of the month of Tishrei, right, Erev Yom Kippur, at night. So now the uh, Gemara asks, or I guess Chiyabarav uh, Difti Quotes or asks. Do we fast on the ninth? Everyone knows Yom Kippur is the tenth day. Right? It is famous. Anybody who eats and drinks on the ninth of Tishrei, so the pasuk treats it as if he fasted for two days. Both you get double points. Both for the ninth and the tenth. So it's possible that um, you know that this isn't just stam. We mentioned Yom Kippur, so we're going to mention. Um, you know this uh, uh, thing about Yom Kippur this nice little thing about you know the mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur but it could be that uh Rav Hiyabar is actually responding to Reb who would spend his day on Erev Yom Kippur making up you know all these parshas of Mikra that he missed and maybe Rav Hiyabar Ramidfti was basically saying what do you mean why are you so busy learning you should be busy eating because you know the more you eat on Erev Yom Kippur uh, you know it's as if you um, fast on both the 9th and the 10th Okay, sabar l'atuminu. Who 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 thought? I think maybe it's with beva barabaye. Maybe I don't know. Somebody figured l'atuminu. Maybe it's with beva barabaye. saying, you know, instead of every single year, you know, getting you know having to make these up on erev yom kippur, ah, maybe this is talk exactly what happens. You know, so so but Rav Chia Abmi Difti says to him, you know, you should really be spending erev yom kippur. Um, eating and not and not making up Shnayimikah. So then, Savor laktomenu. So Abba by Abaye thought, you know, okay, so maybe I'll just do it earlier in the year. I'll spend one or two weeks. I'll just do the entire Torah and then I'll be done with it. You know, it sounds like it was a bit of a headache for me. I always had to kind of make it up later on, right? So Amarle, Hau Sava. So then uh, Hau Sava, which I think is traditionally understood to be Eliyahu then said to Abba by Abaye, Tanina. We learned in a Mishnah. I don't know where this Mishnah is. I don't know, maybe like when you're Eliyahu and Navi, so then everything's Mishnah? I don't know. That you shouldn't really do it before, you shouldn't do it later. Um, So it sounds like you really should ideally um, be trying to keep up with the congregation and learn that week's Parsha every single week. So we saw yesterday, that we we saw on the previous page, on the previous amud that uh, earlier today, that Rabbi Levi told his children that, you know, get to shul early and stay late. So we also told them three other things he said aslimo paq usaihu imaciboshna mikve khatagum oh so one of them was this thing that you should um you know dushna mikve khatagum every week we should have read and you should be careful with the um veins like rabbi huda the town rabbi omer achishkot as have read Right, that um, when you shekht a chicken, don't just shech uh, the um, esophagus and the trachea, We you should also get all the surrounding veins and arteries and stuff, add, all of the blood, to make sure to get rid of all of the blood. And then thirdly, lastly, bizaru and be very careful how you um, relate to a uh, elder person, to a zakain, who has forgotten what he has learned. Because of maybe he got sick, or maybe he had to, parnasa really dragged him out and, you know, really took a toll on him right, or maybe other reasons that took a toll on him. There was a story with um, R- Rav, uh, Rav Yaakov Yosef, right, I think. Uh, was, was that who it was? Um, uh, no, R- Rav Yutzel I think, that he came to uh, um, New York to be, like, the rabbi there, and I think by the end of his life, it was, he had such a stressful life. Um, no, it was maybe Rav Yaakov Yosef, whoever it was. No, it's probably Rav Yaakov Yosef, I think. Um, you know, he, like, he um, just forgot a lot of stuff, I think. But I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me. That in the Aron, right, where they would, uh, yeah, the Aron. I don't really know how to define the Ark, I guess. They had um, not only the um, complete luchos that Moshe Rabbeinu took down with him when he came down from the mountain on the second time, but even the broken luchos were there. So therefore, you know, even even somebody who who was once, you know, very lofty and amazing, and for whatever reason he has lost um, you know, what the, the the status that he once had, give him respect, you know, keep that there. It's very interesting to to, to think about that, you know. Lukos Lujos, Murachos Baun. Okay, weiter. Armulu Rava Livne. Now this is really funny. So Rava says to his kids, Isn't that hilarious? Meaning, whereas Rabbi Shimon Levi is telling his kids, get to shul early, do shnai mikra, you know, inyanim of shechita, of how to respect people who have forgotten their teaching. Rava says, all right, kids, don't be idiots, okay? If you're cutting your meat, don't hold it in one hand and then cut with the other hand, okay? Like, bad idea, don't do it. That's, I guess, the words of wisdom that he imparted on them. Which is also cool because you can think about it in the way of like, Look, at the end of the day, Rabbah was also a father. He had to freaking teach his kids life things, you know? Don't, you know, be careful with knives. You know what I mean? Interesting. But anyways, Those who say that he advised them this because um, it's dangerous to cut meat while you're holding it. Uh, Those who say it's because it's disgusting, because if you cut yourself, you'll get blood all over everything, and that is gross. Okay, So Rabbah also had to teach his kids sort of manners, which is good. You know what, honestly? That's super important, you know. People should have manners, and it's super important that we're saying that. You know, Rava got involved in the nitty-gritties. That he taught his children how to act in ways that are mechubad. You know, especially if they're the sons of, of such a prestigious person like uh, Rava. Okay, fine. Ve'al tejvu al aramis, We're going to explain what this means. Don't sit on an Aramean bed. Ve'al And as we saw, um, I believe it was two days ago. You know, also don't um, walk kind of outside of the shul at the time that the congregation is praying. Okay, so the Gemara says, first of the wider lines, don't sit on an Aramean bed, so those who say, it means don't go to sleep without first saying Kriyashma, you know, then it's like you're a guy, you know, and as in, you know, we always make everything a religious experience, we don't eat before making a bracha, but everything we do, we do, so we don't go to sleep before before um, saying Kriyashma, we don't just go to sleep. Right, so don't make your bed an Aramean bed. You know, somebody who's, who who doesn't act the way that we act, you know, who just goes right to sleep. No, we, we take a second, we say Kriyashma. This is interesting. The those who say it means don't marry a convert. Okay, why not? V'geda Aramei aramis mamish. And those who say it actually means like no, don't don't sit on a bed that belongs to a uh, to a Aramean, to a, a non-Jew. Who said to her papa, why? This isn't coming out of nowhere. It, because there it was actually a, 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 a like a blood libel that that that, that, that an Aramaean woman tried to uh, hold against her papa. So her papa also legabe uh, legabe goya. Her papa had to go visit uh, a non-Jew. Okay. Now I don't know why he was there, but he was. Maybe he was a business. Maybe he was selling her uh, wine or beer or something. Who knows and So I get, yeah, maybe it was like a business. Maybe it was there for business. You know, it was a business transaction. She said, so she brought out a mattress. She said, here, have a seat, right? He lo iseter any Says, look, I'm not going to sit. I, first pick up the bed. I, I, I don't want any funny stuff here. Maybe make sure. Let me make sure that there's nothing under there. sham Right. Um, she picked up the bed and they found there a dead uh, baby. And it looked like, uh, you know, as if she was trying to set him up for like a blood libel kind of thing, that he sat and killed the baby. That is why the Chacham said, don't sit on Aramein beds, because, you know, avoid blood libels. Do not pass outside of the shul, at the time that the congregation is praying. As we saw the other day, right, the puzzling Matilam says, that around the shul the evil people walk. Don't be that evil person. This taka helps Rabbi Yeshua Malevi, the Amr Rabbi Yeshua Malevi, also lo adam adum shiyavur achorei b'sha knesset b'shosh at Rabbi Yeshua Malevi says that it's forbidden for a person to pass uh, outside of the synagogue when the tzibur is davening. And of course, Amr Abayi, it comes Abai, just like Abai said two days ago, that when we say don't pray outside of the Beit Knesset, he said it is only, that's only if your back is facing the shul. So here also he qualifies the statement, right? V'lo ela that we only say, don't pass by the shul, you know, the, 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 the shul without going in when the, when the Tzibur is davening, is if there's no um, other doors. If there are other doors, then we could just be and say that, you know, give the benefit of the doubt and say that, okay, you're not going in this entrance, but you're for sure going in a different entrance. Also, we only say it if there's no other shuls. But if there's another shul, there's another shul, then we could just say, maybe he's, he's not going to this shul, he prefer to daven at the other shul. So only if he's not carrying something heavy, if he's not running somewhere, if not tefillin, or if he's not wearing tfilin, if he's wearing tfilin, then it's a sure sign that he's gonna be davening. But if he has even one of these, you know, so then so then we're gonna say it's you know, this guy's fine, you know, he's davening. Which is interesting also that maybe then we can better understand the statement of Rish Lakesh earlier today, where he says that if somebody does, you know, has a shul in his community, doesn't go in, he's called a Shahin Ra that might be assuming that the place where people were davening was in shul. And if you have the shul in your community and you don't go, so then so then you're a bad neighbor. But, you know, if there's any excuse to kind of explain, you know, why you might not be going, then already, you know, that kind of uh, falls away. Fine, Weiter. Right? There are three things that, uh, that, that I really um, respect, I really love the Median people about. When they cut meat, they, you know they take it out properly they they put it on a table they cut it on the table I guess they don't just like you know cut it while sitting on the ground you know they take it out properly they have respect when they kiss they take somebody by the hand and they kiss the person's hand I, I what I understand from Rashi says right because of the spit I don't know maybe like rather than kissing on the mouth I guess what maybe once upon a time when you would see somebody would like kiss them on the mouth it sounds a little bit intimate but in any event um, you would kiss them on their uh, hand, or maybe even just like on the face, or whatever. Just like you don't want to get somebody to spit on your face. I don't know. Fine. Viter. Um, and when they take um, advice, they when they give advice to each other, they go out for a walk, kind of like mafia style. They would go for a walk um, and 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 have advice on uh, give advice in the field. It says Rashi, uh, Da amri inche the that the ears somehow have walls. So we have a precedent already here uh, from the Medians for a sort of better to take a walk uh, when you want to give advice, especially if it can get you in trouble, I guess. Rav um, micro. Um, where do we have even a pasuk in the Torah that tells us this? Uh, so no. That this was um, after uh, um, Yaakov Avinu started setting, he's getting like negative vibes from Lavan and his kids and stuff. And then God came to him and said, go back to uh, Israel. So he, 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 he called for Rachel and Leah. To have a little powwow, um, and he went out to the field. They didn't do it in the tent. Vayter. Atani He says, for three things I love the Persians. ba'chilasan O. They're very private when they eat, which is something that I relate to. Kise, uh, they are also um, very private when they go to the bathroom, right? Because again, if we're gonna say that you know they lived in a time when they would have to go out to the field uh, and go to the bathroom, so so you know you could do that in more of a public way, you could do it more of a private way. So they were more private. and they are also more private when it came to intercourse, and Rabbi Gamliel respected them for that. OK, says the Pasuk, kudashai. So this is a Pasuk when it comes to the downfall of, uh, where is this Pasuk? This Pasuk is in Yeshayah. And it's describing the downfall of Bavel and uh, how Hashem is going to say to Paras and to Ma'dai about to and send them to destroy Bavel. And so the, the Rav Rabbi Yo- Rabbi Yosef Darshan is in a little bit of a, uh, it almost sounds like he's kind of responding to, um, r- certainly, Rabbi Gamliel, but maybe you can even argue uh, Rabbi Akiva, although Rav Yosef is at Amora, But he says, anyways, Parsim. And these are the Persians that are um, prepared for hell. Okay. Finally, so since Dalit, uh, it's been a while since Dalud Amud Aleph. We've gone on one long sort of uh, trip of Agada on talking about the uh, which was based stemmed off of the Chacham's opinion. Now we're finally getting to look at Rabbi Gamliel's opinion in the Mishnah. Rabbi Gamliel Omer his, of course, was that you can read Kriyashma till Alosa Shahar. Amar um, Vehuda Amar Shmuel, Alacha Kravim Gamliel? says of Vehuda Amar Shmuel that Alacha is like Kravim Gamliel. Although the Ramam doesn't seem to pass in that way. Tani, we learn in Abraisa. Reb Shim Ben Yochai Omer. Ah, okay. Said it. Anyways, so we learn in Abraisa. Reb Shim Ben Yochai says, Pa'amim Sha'adim Kori Kriyashmah Setei Pa'amim Balayla. It's possible to read Kriyashma twice during the nighttime. Ahas Kodim Sha'ala Amar HaShachar. Achas Shachar. Once before dawn, and once after dawn, which is interesting that we're considering after dawn to be night time, and you could be your kriyashma for both the day and the night. So when you read kriyashma right before dawn, you'll be for kriyashma shalailah, and when you read kriyashma after dawn, so you'll be your kriyashma of the day, um, which sounds like Rab Shimon Ben Yochai and Reb Gamliel seem to be uh, of the same opinion that you could read kriyashma until alos shachar Now the Gemara says, this is inherently problematic. They, on the one end, you said that there are times that you Kriyashma two times during the night. And then we say before Amr al and after Amr al Shachar. Which means that after Amr al Shachar is still considered night until sunrise, until Hene Tzacham. That up until Hene Tzacham it's still considered night. But Then you said, But then you said that, but your Yotze, your Kriyashma, not just for night, but also during the day. Which means that it's the daytime. So, like, what's pshat? If you're reading it twice at night, well, then that means that after Amud Ashachar is night. And if you're saying, but your Yotzef Kreshmah of the day, well, then wouldn't it mean that it's day? So, lo, it doesn't mean that it's day. Really, after Amud Ashachar, according to Abshim Ben Yochai, is still nighttime. V'adukari so why do we call it Yom? because there are people who are getting up at that time. Because of course, the, the, the chiyuv to read Kriya is not during the night and during the day. The chiyuv to read is that when people are lying down and when people are getting up. So therefore, if people are getting up after Amud HaShacher, even though technically speaking, it's still nighttime until Henei Tzacham, until sunrise, um, nonetheless, you could read Kriya still because people are already getting up. Okay, Amar Avacha Bar Chanina, Amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Alachok Reb ben Yochai. The Alachos ben Yochai. What is the Nafkamina between between uh, Reb Gamliel and Reb Shem ben Yochai? They both seem to be saying the same thing, that you create Kriyashma until Elos sashachar. I think that the Naaf might be, is that Reb Shem ben Yochai seems to be considering that after Elos sashachar is still nighttime. Maybe Reb Gamliel uh, would disagree and say that after Elos sashachar is already daytime. Shkoyech to everybody. Thanks for uh, holding cup. These pages have been quite long, jam-packed. I hope that you've been enjoying Um, Awesome. Cheers, y'all. Have a good one.